0: wheels are rolling rolling all along the highway wheels that keep a rolling all the night and day singing a song of the men behind the motor trucks a song of safety and service all along
1: the way hey welcome to another episode of the classic pickup podcast i'm your host michael whips and i hope you enjoy this episode episode 73 well we finally had uh the guys at classic pickup supplies back on we spoke to them way back in episode five so they've always been a big supporter of the podcast and and back then we chatted a little bit about a upcoming project they had a a coe and uh it was great to really see the truck finally finished um you know it's a 49 chevy coe junior and uh Come a long, long way, and I've been following the project the whole time, and I've sort of been hinting at having a chat to the guys. And um, Dean basically said, "Let's wait till it's finished." So, really good to have Dean and Robin on, and also to talk to Chris from BMV Engineering up in Yandina. Uh, You'll hear all about uh, our conversation and and what they were doing. But just um, yeah, really showing the guys who supply the parts for us in Australia they use them they're passionate about trucks they build their own trucks and uh yeah fantastic so um thanks so much to ben for organizing it um we got dean robin on and spoke to chris and uh and a shout out to jesse as well from bmv he couldn't make it for the recording but uh definitely did a lot of hard slog on this build um if you've been paying attention uh you would see that i've put out a bit of uh some flyers for the truck show. So, um, you know, we had a successful one in Melbourne um, with the pickup trucks down under. John did a great job there and and then also in Sydney. And finally, uh, we've locked in dates and and put some information out. So if you haven't heard, um, you've been living under a rock. uh, So we're having a classic pickup roundup at the Enamoga pub. It's in Tabletop, New South Wales. I've had a few people sort of message and say, what's the address? there's only really a pub in Tabletop. You you can't miss it. It's on the, uh, on the side of the highway uh, just before you get into Aubrey-Wodonga. Um, Edomoga Pub, we all know what it looks like. And, uh, yeah, so it should be fantastic. So that is on November the 3rd. And the idea is to say, you know, between maybe 2 and 9 p.m. So if you want to come along to that, come down. And then uh, you've got the choice to go to Bright or Mile Whaler after that for their rod runs. They're on the same weekend. I do ask if you if you are planning to come down, can you just jump on the website? It's the classicpickuppodcast.com uh, website and just fill out the register. Go to events and fill out the registration for me just so we have idea on numbers for catering and all that sort of stuff. Um, be really helpful. And yeah, look forward to seeing as many of you guys there as possible. I know that there's a group of uh, guys in Melbourne putting together a bit of a drive to come up for it. They're going to convoy up, and I know that there's a bunch of guys from up north doing the same, so maybe touch base with me if you think you'd like to get involved in joining that. We'll have a, I guess there's a southbound and down going on, and a bit of a northbound, so should be great to see, um, you know, convoy trucks on the highway, and then obviously everyone in one place, so should be good. Anyway, that's enough rattling. I also, um, you know, just quietly in the background, we've got our Patreon um, supporters, and I haven't spoken about it for a little while, but you know, once a month I, I get a little bit of an injection into the bank account that just helps to pay for running the podcast, um, the software that I use, the hosting, uh, website costs. It all costs money. Um, I'm definitely not making any money. It's, uh, if anything, it costs me a little bit of money every month, but I love doing this and I love uh, being part of the, you know, meeting all you guys and, and talking to everyone. But big thank you to the guys who are supporting me on patreon it might just be five dollars a month you know cost of a cup of coffee uh, not much out of your pocket but when when you get a handful of people start to do it it does make my life a bit easier so if you're interested in doing that um, you know touch base with me if you don't know how but normally in the show notes on uh, the website there's information and uh and also probably just on your uh, itunes or your spotify feed you'll have some info there anyway i'm talking too much really enjoyed this chat love the support these guys show me i buy a lot of stuff off them for the builds that i'm doing and uh yeah really good to see junior on the road and uh look forward to seeing it in the flesh at some stage soon hope you guys enjoy this one we're joined this morning by um by chris from bmv engineering and dean and robin up at classic pickup supplies in uh beach so Really good to catch up with these guys. I've been chasing Dean for a little while about his COE, and uh, and he's been putting me off saying let's wait till it's finished, which is makes sense. But uh, finally, it's on the road, and uh, yeah, congratulations, firstly, guys. It's a beautiful looking truck. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, and um, and when I chat to you, Dean, or, I think or, or maybe been Ben, and uh, they say, look. You really don't need to talk to us we didn't do all the hard graft uh you need to talk to chris at bmv so chris welcome to the podcast mate
2: yeah hey yeah um no nah, that's not true dean was in every day <laughs> 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 that was sort of a good thing and a bad thing no nah, it was it was mainly good it was mainly good no nah, he's good he was he was enthusiastic about it which i like i like people i like building cars for people that actually keep them and, and actually love them yeah. um, it makes my job a lot easier um, I don't really build cars, people are just going to try and sell them and profit off them or whatever. It's just not the way. So. Yeah. And, and look, do you think people can do that at the moment? Yeah, I do actually. Um, yeah. Big big sales in America, like um, we built a 57 Chev not long ago and he got offered half a million dollars for that and it only, it was under 400 to build. So he would have made a profit, but he's, he's 69. He doesn't want to have to build another one and not enjoy a car, you know? So, um, same with the charges we're building at the moment. I think they'll make more money than what the bill cost was if they sold yeah, the right. states. But, um, but yeah, I don't really want to do that stuff. I'd rather than keep them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the passion, yeah, the passion yeah. of an owner who's got his, oh, his heart and soul. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they've
2: wanted it forever and they, they're getting it, you know, so it's good.
1: Mm. No, absolutely. So um, so talk us through a bit of your background, Chris. I mean, what, what was, you know, growing up, you're up there in Yandina. Are you from that area originally? Yeah, and, and well, what, I grew
2: up in Lullabar. Um, it's yep. just, it's about 15, 20 minutes away from Yandina. And then, um, my old man had a coach business and building buses. And then, um, I wasn't doing too good at school. And he said, you gotta, you gotta come to work with me. And I didn't like it much at the start and. And yeah, next minute, I, I was doing a school based apprenticeship. And then after six months, I actually fell in love with doing it. And all I, I knew this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. So um, yeah, it's been good in that aspect. But I was always building stuff as a kid too, like bikes and whatever paint and stuff. Like once I used all my mum's nail polish to paint a bike when I was five, you know, like, and she wasn't happy about it. But it was the dearest paint job ever on a pushy in the world, I think, but but just stuff like that. I always um I was always into making things and doing things and doing something different. But then but then I liked building coaches and then I did that ten years and then my old man's shop went down because the coach industry died in Australia because of all the Malaysian buses and, and China buses and all that sort of stuff coming in. So then um yeah, I started doing yeah, started building cars and next minute I built one and then another one and then another, and just snowboard from there and that, that's sort of how it went.
1: Yeah, and, and what were the cars you would have started off driving? Were, were you into um, classics or were you... Yeah, I had, had a Brock what?
2: Commodore, or a, VC, was a VB, um, VC replica Brock Commodore and it was my old man's old drag car so he took the motor out and then I put a VM V6 in it and back back in the 90s that was probably the thing to do. Um, I look back now and... A bit cringy. And then I got into mini trucks, which that's where I learned a lot of the fabrication side of things like I started airbagging and notching just randomly. I, no one's ever really showed me anything. I just sort of guessed all that stuff. And then, um but then I obviously learned more and read more about things and suspension and all that sort of stuff. And then got more into that. Um, and then I think we built the pathfinder first. There's a pathfinder. We did um, for a fella up here like it was a, it was pretty much a brand new pathfinder at that stage but it went in the floods so he bought the body and then we put it on a mazda chassis that we built a mini truck chassis for a mazda and then we ended up putting it on the pathfinder um and then i took that to a show down the goldie and next minute that was it they saw the sheet work in it and it was crazy it yeah it just took off and then um yeah i, I just i don't really advertise much or do any of that sort of stuff or I don't really, answer my phone either, but, um, anymore, but uh, yeah, just, just sort of tinker away and just, yeah, that's all I do.
1: Yeah. You, you find, I, I speak to a lot of guys in your situation, I think. And, and, you know, mini trucking has a lot, um, a lot to be thankful for, I suppose, as far as the guys who are now our fabrication guys, yeah, cause almost definitely. everyone's come from that background and, um, but also, you know, Guys who just—they don't advertise. They don't even have a sign on their workshop because they don't want people dropping in. Yep. They've got three years worth of work lined up, and they've got a waiting list. Yeah, and it's yeah. Same. Not only
2: word of mouth, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, that's all. That, that's what you want, though, because you want people to actually—if they're keen to get a car built, they'll come in and talk to you. They're not going to just keep calling you and wasting your time and stuff. They—they they actually want it built when they come in and introduce themselves and want to be there, you know. So, um. But yeah, mini trucking, I reckon, was the best thing I ever. Did even though I don't really like them much now, and whatever, but um, they're just a cheap car to cut up and change and do whatever you want to, you know. Like, and and up here, it was illegal for a long time to do anything like that, but like, we just sort of did it anyway and risk-taked it or whatever. And I lost my first car doing that, my first mini truck. They the cops <laughs> defected off the road, never to be registered. So. But now it's good. The rules have changed. Now engineering's a lot better up here. You can pretty much do anything you want now, which is nice. So get it blue plated.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you said about uh, when you first airbagged. Like there wasn't, you didn't know how to do it. There wasn't really information around. And I'd go so far as to say it hasn't changed much. I mean, there's there's a lot of YouTube videos and you know guys in the states doing stuff and all that sort of thing. But you know if you want to buy. If you want to buy an Australian handbook on how to correctly install an airbag setup in Australia, yeah. nothing like that exists. Nah,
2: it doesn't because they're also different as well. It's not it's it's different airbag in new cars to old cars as well, like Dean and Robin's cab over that that's sort of like we just made all the bracketry and made everything. It's not sort of a bolt in kit where a lot of new cars obviously are bolt in struts and all that sort of stuff. But But yeah, like there's no there's no real handbook on any of that anything you can't like I can't even bring up anyone from Queensland to go oh I need a hand shaping this metal like what where do I shrink it stretch it where will it pull to Wh- whatever um, there's none of that I just sort of learn after work and that's what I've always sort of done like even the TIG welding anything that I wanted to be good at I just used to stay back at work and just tinker and you know out of trial and error you're sure to get it mm-hmm. at some stage so
1: yeah, and and I think that that's possibly the next maybe a growth area um, for us here in Australia is just to get you know whether it's because the trade schools have almost disappeared. Yeah, and, they're done. And hidden. you know, and and to do that sort of stuff now, I mean, you either need to go and work for someone, or you know, like you say, and you know, I've got a little TIG set up in the back of my workshop here, and I've I've been warping steel for weeks yep. trying to get my head around yeah. you know even even just learning how to feed the rod in. I mean, that's obviously almost the most important part of TIG welding and um and i got to a point where i was like i think i've got this consistent enough that i can because i'm widening a set of guards for my sherv truck at the moment i thought and they're just an old patina um dinged set. so i thought i'll have a go at just tig welding this join and oh my god it's just horrendous it's blowing holes and chase you know yeah
2: the biggest thing hmm. is amperage too in cheap metal i always run about 35 or 40 amps so just, yeah, when you go to do it next time, and, and your gap's got to be as tight as possible, too. You've got to have a really nice gap and spend your time getting the panel prepped, you know, like level, lining up, heightways, and the gap actually needs to be spot on as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the challenge for what I was doing was like I'm, I'm welding a bit of new steel to a bit of 70-year-old steel. Yeah. And, you know, you clean it up as much as you can, but it's pitted and it's, yeah. you know, like I, I think the quality of the two steels are different. Yeah, that,
2: oh, definitely. Oh, hugely now. Like I, we get steels now that you can tell the different Even when you're cutting them, you can, the, the color of the spark's different, you know, like because obviously different metal, different tensile strength metal. Um, has different spark, you know, but, um, I definitely can tell that new steel. it's not as good as the old steel to be honest. I'd rather weld old chassis and stuff off model A's any day over anything new. Um, always weld really nice. They they must have, I don't know, better iron back Mm -hmm. then. Everything Mm -hmm. would have been better, nothing recycled, I suppose. I'm not sure, but, but yeah, but I know where you're coming from. Definitely when you got an old and new, it's a bit, a bit more tricky.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm bagging a chassis at the moment um, for my mate Josh's Suburban and and just going through the uh, – working out all the AccuAir and the the um, level ride height sensors and, you know, it's 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 a world of stuff to work out. That, yeah, yeah. You know, it's got to be and,
2: spot on too. Like it, we had a bit of trouble with um, Dean and Robin's cab over actually. Like the sensors weren't broken or nothing on the rear and they were playing up and they, they, it was – going to number two, and we've never really had any problems with anything Accuware. everything's been fine. Um, like we've done probably 15 cars with it, and I've never had a problem. And then this one's been a bit odd, it's been, I've well, been talking to AirRide about it and stuff, and they are not too sure either, but we put new sensors in it to sort of fix that problem. But yeah, it was super strange, and especially because AcuWare went down because of those endo tanks. Um, they, uh, that's sort of, I think, why they closed up is because of those tanks. But because we, we had an HK that we just did an AccuS setup in it, and we didn't even get to drive it for that compressor shit itself in that tank. Um, but obviously, they closed down then, so we had to pull the compressor out of the tank and run external compressors in, which I'd never buy one of these tanks again, even in the future. Even if they reinvent them in five years, I'd rather an external compressor, to be honest.
1: No, hundred percent. I just, mean, anyone that has a workshop with a compressor goes out every morning and gets all the moisture out of it. So it doesn't make any yeah, sense to put something yeah, inside
2: that, it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. But um, but you live and learn. It's it's a good idea in in thought. Like it's super cool that you can't hear the compressor and there's no noise and all that. But at the end of the day, you want practicality and you want it to work. So, um, which is a big thing. So
1: yeah, that's good. No, it's funny that we're we're recording at the moment. Um, just. With audio, and often um, normally we have a bit of a video camera as well. So I kind of tidied up and I made sure that, you know, my, my chassis sitting in the background, you know, oh, yeah, sort of show off nice, a bit. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and now you guys can't even see it. So uh, <laughs> doing, you'll
2: have to send a photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right, I always All like right. seeing progress stuff. Of I, I like chassis personally. It's one of my favorite things to do in cars, actually. It's a little chassis work.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a bit entertaining because you see, there's a guy I follow on Instagram. I don't know if you follow him or not. He's called Arizona High Test. No. Um, so he he builds. He's kind of the guy. All the all the C10 truck guys in the states when they're doing a SEMA build or a high end build. Once they've got most of everything worked out, they send it to him and he does all the custom hard lines. Oh, okay, and yep. So just you know, everything's powder coated, perfect colors, and the yep. hard lines. Every bend's like perfect to a degree. Yeah, and nice. They're works of art. Up. Yeah yeah but then you just go and put a body over it and you never look yeah at it. i know I know. Yeah,
2: that's, that's the thing you want it. it's weird uh, yeah i know exactly what you're saying I always you always got to think well maybe you should do like lift on the body so you can see that <laughs> you see that stuff as well even <laughs> though that sounds sort of stupid but it, yeah you know, but I, know I, awesome.
1: I think that's a challenge for for a builder whether it's a home builder or someone like yourself you know you get a you get, I know with um, Josh, who's suburban, this is, you know, he's eager to have this, oh, I've seen this thing, it looks cool. Or What about this? And and I sort of ran it back every now and then to say, look, we're building a driver here. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. do you want to spend this amount of dollars or yep. do you want to spend that amount of that's dollars? Because where it comes every, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every time you do these super high-end builds, yeah. it's, I mean, every hour is, yeah. you know, it, it adds exactly. up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's when, mm. like, Dean Robin came to me and said, I want a driver. It's still going to be nice and to the certain quality, but obviously you could spend another hundred thousand dollars on making things stupid and go ridiculous. Like um and to the average person, people will look at it exactly the same anyway, it'll just be the people that know what's underneath it's been done, you know. So um Yeah. But I, I'd rather than be a driver. I don't really want to build show cars or any of that sort of stuff. I'd rather rather and drive. It's way better. Yeah,
1: I, I think that I think you can do both. Um, you know, obviously, show car is an open ended question too. You know, yeah. like you put it up on jacks and you put the mirrors and the lights yeah. and like you know everything's chrome plated and you'd never want to drive it. But yeah. there's plenty of guys who daily drive their car and take oh, it to a show and it, it can yeah. it can win because yep. it's and I think that's just about building it smartly.
2: Yeah, know? that's right. Yeah, like the 57's the nicest like the nicest car we've done, like body work, wise gap, all that sort of stuff it's really nice car and he he's done you know nearly eight or nine thousand k's in that so um but that's good and then he'll take it to a show and he might win some stuff you know it's pretty crazy to think that but but um sometimes he goes against people that have just dedicated cruising to shows um that just that's all i do but i'd rather build stuff for people driving personally
1: yeah yeah that's awesome
2: all right well um and Robin,
1: Rob, and when we spoke, so you guys were episode five of the podcast, which just seems like forever ago now. And this is going to be episode seventy-three, I think, wow. that we're doing now. Oh. Yeah, so um, well I can't believe I can't believe I've stuck with it. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> Good on you, Michael.
1: Oh, look, it's funny. Um, I I was up in Sydney a couple of weeks ago um, for the pickup trucks down under show that um, John O'Flanders oh. ran up there at OxyTech and. And just walking around meeting the guys who I've either had on the show and spoken to or, or guys who've just listened to the podcast and they come up and say good day and and just hearing, you know, like, oh, it's, you know, when, when an episode comes out, gets me motivated, I get back in the shed and do some work. And, you know, like, I, I don't do this for money, obviously. It's definitely not a moneymaker, but it's, it's a labor of love. And I think it's just a part of what we're talking about earlier. It's just trying to get more community and information around what we're all doing and yeah it makes it worthwhile when you have those experiences For sure yeah, definitely yeah mm. but that, that was a great turnout i mean um yeah I'm scott's sure. a good
2: dude i i i love his product i, I i've been using it for years his easy force and and his um anti and stuff it's the best stuff on the market personally so yeah uh, yeah and it, i got a lot of time for him he's a nice guy every time i call he's always been real helpful so it's been good
1: yeah very easy going like, yeah just yeah cruising so yeah hopefully um i've got no doubt jono's got some plans for a queensland um show which would be really cool yeah but uh we'll see what happens but yeah so yeah episode five we were chatting to you guys i think you just got this cab at that stage and maybe you just picked up the um the c30 and you'd stripped the cab off it or something like that so tell us a bit um dean about you know how did you find the cab? How did the idea come about? Give us a bit of history on this.
0: Mate, I, I, I was chasing a 48 to 53 cab for a couple of years and were, always missed out. And there was a fella in Perth who brought one in and a few Fords at the same time. And this was the last one left. And um, so I bought it out of Perth of him. And my mate over in um, Perth cut the chassis and um the chassis rails off and welded up the frame and and um, we freighted it over and and we, we got that here and and then we bought an aussie c30 chassis out of sydney and got that up here and then robbie and i stripped that and and then we sort of got all the bits and pieces and then got chris around to have a look at it and and um and he said mate no troubles at all just you know we were in a sort of a a, a line of customers and and then we got the phone call from chris and and then, mate, yeah, it was just an exciting journey from then on, just seeing it evolve. You know, like it, Chris will tell you every time I'd, I think I was doing their heads in at stages there because I'd come up with an idea and then Chris would go, no, 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 this is how we'll do it. And and then I'd sort of come up with another idea and then I'd see what Chris was talking about and then I'd see his, you know, like it was just sort of a combination of, you know Chris's thoughts and our thoughts, and, and it just evolved from that. So it was a, it was it was a really exciting time because it you just know whatever you sort of whatever idea you come up with, you know Chris can make it work sort of thing. So that was one of those sort of um, I think that's why one of the reasons why it took you know a bit longer to build because we kept sort of evolving from it. We just didn't you know have a set idea. You know i didn't walk into chris's workshop and say mate this is exactly what i want it was sort of like an this open color this tray. yeah this everything
2: it was like it was i just want a truck build but no one knew what it was good not knowing colors and stuff till the end
0: yeah and it was a pretty well you know like you know there's a large part of chris in it there's you know, robbie and myself you know like the, so everyone had sort of a uh a um thought process, you know, like in the designer of the truck. So, um, yeah, and it, it has to be like that, doesn't it? Because, you
1: know, you start off with what you want to achieve and then you go to Chris and Chris says, well, look, I've done this 10 times and this yes. is the best way to do it. Um, and then you might put your foot down and go, yeah, but we really want this factor. And, and so then there's this there's this balance where you've got to put both heads together and, and you end up with the outcome that works the best, don't you?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, one prime example is that you know, we wanted the chassis pretty short, and then Chris sort of said, "Look, you know, yeah, we that's not a problem to do that, but mate, it might look out of proportion, you know." And so we, and we sort of did a mock up, and it it did look out of proportion. So then we sort of, what did we add, Chris? Another half of, um yeah, I think it was a four hundred mil or something. Forty like. four hundred he was yeah. worried
2: about getting it into a normal garage in the house. So, and then um, yeah, he he didn't think he'd make it because cab overs are deceiving because they look big but yeah. they're actually small like this is this is shorter than a hylux like a dual cab Hilux. so that's sort of what we what we did it to like because we were, were like oh well let's measure the Hilux, and if that gets in your garage then this is going to get in yeah so then we made it suit that and, and it's still a bit shorter i think and yes, with a bull bar and everything. Yeah. it's probably 150 yeah. mil shorter, shorter. but I I didn't like the. I, I'm not a big fan. That's just me, just personally, with the real narrow wheelbase. Um, I don't. That's just not my thing. Um, I just don't think it looks right. But I I think now I think it looks right in having a big cab with a longer tray. Um, you know, just stuff like that. But that, that's I'm a huge proportions person. It's got to all yeah. flow with the build, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, each to their own and everyone likes different stuff and I'm glad Dean and Robin listened and wanted it, what like were happy for me to do it a bit longer because I, I think it looks right now.
0: So there was um, there was Michael there was mm. many a, a Neko pen on a plate of aluminium yeah drawing yeah. of what it would look like. I don't mm. know how many decisions we've made on a Neko pen on a on a blank pitted of tin. Yeah. This is how it's gonna look and yep. we're looking at go. Yeah, yeah. That, that looks cool. And <laughs> You know there's one stage there i wanted just to keep it simple just land rover defender tar lights and chris said yeah 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 he was sort of you know half on board and then i turned up with what is it 63 Chevron parlor yeah that was good tar choice. lights which was so much more work because they're concave you know and, and it's sort of so it might yeah it, it was it, it was a really good experience it was just sort of it was evolving all the time like it wasn't just you know, here's the drawing. We want that, and you're expecting that to look like that as the project went on, but it, it wasn't. It was sort of evolving all the time. Like I'd, I'd come home from Robbie, and I'd come from Chris, and I'd be all excited, telling Robbie, "We're doing this now. We're doing <laughs> this. Everything. <sticking laughs> everything." So it was, you know, it,
2: it, yeah. We didn't have a render to go off. No. See, a lot of a lot of shops do renders. Mm. See, I I built the car in my head. Yeah. See, I'm one of those people I can vision stuff done. When as mm. soon as it comes, as soon as we cut it up, I just know what it's going to look like when it's sort of done. And it's it's hard to explain that to customers because you are like, oh well, this is oh, it's in my head. I can't really yeah. get it out. You know, well, it's um, a trust thing. So, yeah. You know, yeah, what I mean, like
0: yeah. we trust what. It's like those drawings. You know, like Chris would say, mate, I've got this idea in my head. This is going to look, you know, like really cool. Mate, can you do me a sketch? Yeah. And then the Neko comes out, and he just does this sort of. I'm looking at it going. oh, maybe.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I think. But the rear end of that truck turned out awesome. <laughs> all awesome. those tail lights and how it rolled around. I love all that. It looks real nice, and how the how the front of the tray rolls around the same as the cab corners. Yep. Um, all that sort of stuff, and in future, I think there's going to be a canopy built. Yes. That's all rounded edges and with a big gold wing rear door um, to put all their parts in. So, which I reckon will look it'll probably finish the truck, I'd say. It'll look pretty nice, but it'll be removable. So you can still see the tray floor and all the wood, and then you can have it an optional, you know, So, um, which will be really cool, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it's it's super important for that, um, you know, you and I something that I, I sometimes look at where you've got a maybe a Chev cab or it could be an international... Well, yeah, well, let's use that as an example because they don't have a lot of choice. If you've got an international... Aussie um cab it's it's hard to kind of find a rear guard because they didn't really have yeah. them here so so they'll often put a let's say a fiberglass f100 guard on the back and and for me visually it's not the right um shapes yeah to match the front I'm not yeah. saying it's bad or good yeah. just, for me I know exactly um, what you're saying. you know and it's like when you look at a beautiful art deco building that's been um, restored, and then they'll just put the wrong gate on there. Yeah, for instance, yeah, it's yeah, like it yeah, doesn't yeah. it doesn't suit. Know, and, exactly. and like you're saying, if you just got some Nissan Navara taillights and just put them in because they were cheap and easy, it would look wrong. so yeah.
0: yeah
2: all of, those yeah. small details. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely on board with that.
0: Yeah. You, you're right, Michael. It, it, it's that flow look. You know, like yeah, you like look a, at the front fenders yeah. of a cab, and, and then you look, and then like you say, they'll put something random on the back, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't fly with, the, yeah. And it's about getting
2: the chrome and color mixture right too. So you don't want just a full painted tray with no. That's why we did the chrome strips on the bed and the and the chrome around the tail lights and even polish the cargo tie down areas just to match the so much chrome on the front, like with the grill and bar and headlights around the lights and stuff. So you want to try and carry it the whole way through, so it looks like it's meant to be there, as well. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, there's a COE in the States that I follow on Instagram and I'm, I just had a quick look. I can't remember what it's called, but, uh, it's got a U-Haul, an old U-Haul, um, box yeah, yeah. on the back of it. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's all airbagged. And yeah. And I, I'm guessing, obviously it won't quite look the same as that, but you, you're talking about the rounded corners yeah. and the rounded tops, you know, yeah. give it that sort of correct shape for the era of the truck. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's, it looked like it was built for the truck. They so, call them box trucks yeah, in the 40s yes, and 50s. Yes, so all the truck. rolls will continue up and around the top and then you'll just have a door at the back that meets the same curve as the, the back of the tray going up as well. So it'll be a bit different than just a square box. It'll be it'll actually add a bit of character, I reckon it'll look nice. And the, and the thing that it will be so light, so it'll be made out of alley as well, it'll be able to lift off easy. So they'll be able to have it with whatever look they want at the time, you know, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and I mean, you know, it's it's a work it's a work promotional vehicle, really. Like if you go to a show and oh, a goldie, yeah. you know, you can yeah. load up with all your, with all your gear, and yeah, it'd be really cool.
2: Yeah, it'll look it'll look good at a show, that's for sure.
1: Mm. So it's running a so it's got the LS three in it with a is that a six speed auto? Yes. Yeah, cool. And I, I, um, it was funny looking through all the photos last night that um that Dean sent me through, but. Uh, Just super jealous of how much space you have when you're building a COE because... Space mean, Yeah, and then I never even... I I guess I didn't think about this too much when I started this Suburban, but so COE, shit ton of space, pickup truck, you can take up half the bed space and all that stuff can be there. You're trying to build a Suburban and you still want to have the back row of seats in it. Yeah. It's it's full Tetris, like (laughs) to try and fit... Right, right now I'm just about to start doing cardboard fuel tank mock-ups, and you know, like where can we put this, and and how we're we going to run the exhaust so that we don't get in the way of the, you know, all this stuff. And it's, I kind of thrive on that idea, but I, I imagine with the Coe because everything's kind of an extra couple of feet up higher, oh, yeah. and you've got you've got the engine directly below because you obviously don't have front guards, so to speak. You don't have this big hood like a
2: normal truck. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, it's a perfect yeah. smuggler truck, I suppose. You can you pretty much sit in the, <laughs> under the bonnet of that thing, yeah, <laughs> Who knows? you know. Could, you could, yeah, it's a lot of room. So, which yeah.
1: Is nice. Yeah, I know that, that was cool. You've got like a, I guess it's built as a small cargo area, is it, underneath yeah, yeah. the hood?
2: It's for shopping and sort of that sort of stuff they wanted to do, which um, yep. I think is a good idea having a little storage area at the front. And you can keep umbrellas or whatever you want there, you know, so...
1: Yeah, and nice. it's funny reading some of the comments. I think on your on the on the page, um, you know, people asking, "Is it electric?" I can't see the motor. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I even get customers <laughs> yeah. that know cars,
2: and they'd come in and be like, Where's, "It's a cab over. body <laughs> motors underneath the cab?" Um, but yeah, they they like, "Oh, this is weird." But even underneath, there's so much room, though. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, like that fuel
0: pump, you put in. Yeah, there, yeah, because the, we put a
2: swirl pot underneath, um, and. And he's like, you're going to be able to fit this. I'm like, we could fit like another 200 litre tank in this thing or anything you want. You can put it anywhere. So, which is good. usually most of the cars we build, it like you're saying, everything's got to be millimeter perfect. Like it's so tight, some of the cars we build and how we build them to, to have exhaust over the diff and up hide in the sills and all that sort of stuff. So it's a, it, it is a definitely a hard task. Um, to, to make everything work right with the amount of stuff yeah. that goes in them, so. Yep. And Robin, been a while since you probably went shopping
1: for your own pickup. I mean, that's sort of how the business started. But what, what was the experience like having Dean as a customer? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pretty stressful, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'd get, especially when, uh, towards the end, when, when it's getting all put back together, Michael, I'll be getting phone calls sort of every day. Have we got this in stock have we got this have we got that yeah come and get it quick yeah. come so you, you just go to the shelves and pull it off and oh no i haven't got that one now i'm gonna to have to get that ordered in and so it was a bit stressful it would have been nice to have a bit of a list prior that i could have had it all here but that's not the way it is and but it's uh the end result is all worth it michael
0: i did an early stock take michael i'd come in here and say rob i'll count these and leave one number short and walk out with it. (laughs) (laughs) Fill me pockets up, Michael. Had a jacket, I'd fill me pockets up.
3: (laughs) There is one thing we're pretty glad of, though. Dean just about drove myself, Chris, our our children insane with trying to pick a colour. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, Oh, it it, it actually (laughs) got down to the final, like the, the truck was going to the paint shop. He had and was getting,
2: yeah, it was, painted a, it was actually the, in the booth waiting. That's right. and what
3: paint, what color are you going, Dean?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it on. was started off what was it brown, yeah, yeah. brown, then, Blue. then it went, then it was going to go brown with black or yeah. chrome yeah. black. And then it was, and then it went that seafoam color. Yeah. I actually didn't mind that. But mm. I actually like the color on it now more mm. than any of them, to be honest. So you did choose a good color, which is nice. It sort of suits the era of the build, I reckon. Especially with it's the nice. green glass. And too. it stays, yeah. And it stays clean too. Like you could, you could drive that anywhere and you yeah. get back and you'd be like, it's clean. But We you know? took a yeah, yeah. on our first weekend. Yeah, How's this guy? So I'm like, we've only done, we've only drove it to the wheel line of place. And he goes, I'm coming to pick it up. And I'm like, well sort of want to test drive it a little bit more. It's a hand built car, you know, everything's been hand-built, And then he goes, Oh, yeah, we just, we just drove it to Toowoomba through the floodwaters and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, maybe don't do that just yet. And don't drive it to Toowoomba because you'll call me and go, Oh, something's wrong with something.'" And it's the biggest, it's the biggest stressful thing ever is when you a car has been fully pretty much hand built mm-hmm. from and designed, you, you sort of got to do a lot of road, t- there's a lot of teething issues, you know? This stuff, like I was saying with the sensors on the airbags and stuff, but um, but yeah, no, it's it's done a fair few K's in it now. It's I I couldn't believe how much he's been driving it, to be honest. When he first the first weekend, he goes, Oh, I've drove to Gimpy and back four times or something. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, (laughs) settle down. I don't want to check over stuff, so because I always like to do you know 500 K's in it, get it back on the hoist, just check over all the bolts, you know, everything's brand new, so you just want to check everything's right and then. Then do it, which we did though a few times. But um, but yeah, he's been using it as pretty much well. We did, more than anyone that's I built a car for. We so did uh,
0: the trip to Gimpy was that flooding rain weather. We had we had to do a few creek crossings because we went the back way. And when I brought it back a week later, Chris said, "Mate, you got to bring that back. I want it up on the hoist. I want to check all, you know, nuts and bolts." And and when they had it up on the hoist, I dropped in. He said, "Have a look at this and the back number plate." Had all stones, all yeah, <laughs> stones, yeah. stones. So obviously, some of the creek crossings, was the, the stuff, and the grass <laughs> was all caught up in the rear number plate. <laughs> yeah. So she was put to the test yeah, on that yeah, weekend. It was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you've been driving it in your dreams for the last two or three years, so it's time to, to put the pedal to the metal. Yeah. No, probably well, six. It's been eight, been
3: six years, Michael. It was six years for the build. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Off, yeah, right. off and
2: on. Yeah. Off and on. Yeah. So, some we didn't work on it for no. a, like a year yeah. at some stages. It came back here. in bare metal for a while and you know stuff like they're like every car and we don't work on them full-time at work either sometimes we'll do three days a week and then do Mm. you know five the next it just depends on what we've got in the shop too so
1: yeah definitely so when i when i first chatted to you guys dean which was i think just over two years ago and we were just briefly talking about this yeah you decided it was going to be the original blue color of the truck
0: yes the mariner blue yeah, that's right. Yeah. But my dad, was yeah. sort of, It was just a very dark colour and it just yeah. shows up. It's like virtually like a black car, you know, it just shows up dust and you know, and so we just went away with that. And we just went more an older traditional sort of colour which is really easy to maintain. You know, if you go to a car show and you gotta drive up over you know, like through a paddock or an oval you don't, really- you don't really have to worry about it. But any dark colours, you know, you drive your car across an oval at a car show it's instantly just covered in dust and you know yeah it's just very friendly
1: it's come out beautiful i I love the finished product and um yeah it looks great um what else was gonna say so robin having just freshly gone through all this um chasing stuff last minute for customers has that given you a new um i guess a, a sense when you're dealing with customers on the phone now and you know they're just like oh we just need this thing and but you don't have it and obviously at the moment like well, i guess the last year or two it's getting harder and harder to get stuff and the times are taking longer like mm. has that given you a new um sense of understanding for some of the customers uh
3: yes and no i still think they need yeah. to be a bit more organized <laughs>
1: <laughs> 100%. um yeah, that's- my, my,
3: it, like Yeah, like at the moment, it is quite difficult. We're still bringing um, a a lot of our small to medium parts in direct, but it still takes about three weeks from what from the time we order to the time they process and we get it landed here. But all our large stuff, look, all our large sheet metal, unfortunately, we've got to bring it in sea freight at the moment, and sea freight is an absolute mess. Like it's we're like twenty five plus weeks, and it's not so much our suppliers. Process our order and get it to our um, freight forwarding company, but like our parts are sitting at our freight forwarding company for anywhere between ten to fifteen weeks before they can actually find a spot on a ship, and then it gets sailing. And then when it gets here, there's backlogs too, so it's completely out of our hands with the, like the time delay. Um, but it, it's it's good. A lot of customers are starting to you know figure out that things aren't normal and a lot of them are starting to get, get themselves organized and, they, and, and get their parts o- underway and knowing that th- that time frame by the time they get it here they'll be ready for it which is which is really good
1: yeah no definitely and, and we're doing that with this build here you know like here's a list of stuff I think we need in the, ne- in the next three months minimum let's order yep. it now and and I I was blown away the Dakota Digital gauges that we wanted because obviously they're custom yeah. made to be in kilometres an hour and all that sort of thing. And I put a I sort of searched around Australia to see if anyone had stock and and they didn't. And then all the suppliers I spoke to told me it was 22 weeks to get stuff out of Dakota Digital. And I was like, oh, geez, we better yeah. order them. And in the end, I got them in eight weeks. So I was blown away. Um, some things do turn up quicker than others. But yeah, you definitely... You have to have a plan, and that's where I guess Chris. You know, if the customers coming in changing their mind too often, it throws a big spanner in the works, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, oh, hugely. But like I, I used to plan two months out from a build when it when I started. So I'd, I'd want the diff, their motor, gearbox, all that stuff, chassis and whatever. But now it's six to eight months. So just in the last year or two, like even our diff supplier can't keep up. You know, like up here and their they're, they're Queensland made. And I used to get them in three weeks, and now it's four months. So you've got to be super organised now with upcoming builds for sure. Like that's the biggest thing of everything. So because I always try and have the wheels, tyres, like the right offset on the rear wheels, so we can cut the diff down and put floaters in or whatever we're doing. Um, so it can be on the jig for a certain amount of time, so we can get it as a roller and get it off. See, all the little little parts don't really matter until it's off the jig, you know. So but you still got to have everything really organized now especially in today's day and age like back three years ago it didn't matter no. you just yeah. ring up anyone yeah. and get it and yeah. i used to get bonnets from the states for a, in a week yeah. it used to be quicker than melbourne now there's no chance so yeah so well, that was like, changed. Our,
3: like our throttle cable oh
2: like yeah that,
3: mm. that that nearly well that nearly stopped us completely yeah. we, we ordered it january 2021 and we we really only got it about ten weeks ago. Yeah,
2: it was just it was the last thing we sort of did. Yeah, it was well, a shifter cable. Yeah, because it had to be a certain length. Like, um, and it's hard to get people to actually make things over here like that, you know. So we try and get the right one. But yeah, just getting stuff now is impossible. Yeah. It's just ridiculous.
1: I think. It's, yeah. Well, ho- hopefully we get a bit more Australian industry and we can start. Well, having... that's
2: that's the biggest. I reckon. Yeah, it just needs to happen now. I think. I think it's a yeah. perfect time to start making our, all our own shit again. Yeah, Great. absolutely. Like, it needs to happen because, I don't know. Too much reliance. Yeah, too much too reliance. Much. That way 100%. too much. Way too much. Every We're relying on everyone now for everything, and now there's a shortage of everything. And,
0: and if they can't do we, it, we're stuffed. We're, stuck, we're yeah. stuffed.
2: And they're not going to they do not care about a small country like no. ours. Yeah. Like, we've got no population. Like, half the Yanks don't give a shit. You know, they're just like, use a little pee in the ocean you know like compared to their industry over yeah. there um so yeah yeah people lot.
1: talk about you know even like the right hand dash um yeah. i think there's a there's a company that does a, a billet dash for the aussie chev trucks and they i don't know they're a thousand bucks or something which you know there's a lot of work goes into them yep. but i mean why isn't there someone in australia pressing out yeah. left hand dash stuff you know like it's yeah it's we've We've really well not we our government yeah. and I'm not going to get political, but oh, I no. think that um you know the last fifty years we've really yeah. done ourselves when, a disservice and it's time to turn it around. yeah,
2: it went backwards big time like oh, it's going to be a struggle now I think. Well,
0: we don't even have a car industry anymore you know no, what I you know mean any like anymore. it's it's just it's
2: funny there's <clears> still luxury car tax and stuff bringing in yeah because we used to have that because we used to have our own plants making cars so they brought that in because it was a foreign car coming in. But now we don't even have it. Have we still do. buy it? Pay it. It's just yeah. one of those things. Yeah. I
3: think it comes back to um, um, skills too. Like like mm. Chris's skills. Like there's not a lot of kids that want to take up that those sorts of um, occupations anymore. Too Michael, like it's it's a bit scary. There's Chris is a bit of a dying art.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. There's not many kids that really want to stick it out and learn. They just want. Re- percussion work like Mm. cutting tubes to length or make building a house with the same frame and that like that's some people like doing that but i just love doing different shit all the time and it's it's sort of it i I find it getting i've been trying to teach like even i was a foreman at my old man's shop and i had five apprentices under me at a time and back then i felt like they were going to be pretty good tradesmen and they all turned out good, good coach builders but then as I'm going on, I'm finding it hard, they're getting a lot ruder. And you can't say anything back, because everyone's got hurt feelings now. So you you, you (laughs) you can't, you can't call them dickheads or anything. So I'll sue you, you got to be, you got to be so careful with your words and what you say around people and, and stuff, you know, so, um, which is, it's just a weird, it's really weird how it's like that. um, Because I love doing shit, I don't know, what kid doesn't? Well, I was building Lego, I still build Lego with my kids. And my, my son actually started a school-based t- apprenticeship with me, um, where, where he'll be a coach builder, I'm hoping. So he'll be a third genera- generation coach builder. Um, if he sticks with it, which I think he will, because I didn't pressure him into doing it. He just wanted to do it himself, which is nice. Um, but he always hang around the shop, you know, so you knows he to use Gillos folders, yep. all that stuff already. So he, he'll already be ahead of me by a long shot. Like by the time he's my age, he'll, he'll be Ten times a tradesman, I'll be, you know, because I didn't start building cars full time till 28, I think. Mm. So, me starting at 15, so it will be if he wants to. It, it's like anything. If you want to be good at something, you going to be good. Mm. It's just how much time you put in it. See, no one ever sees a business owner stay back at the shop and learn a new new something new. They just see you there when they're there. So they go, oh, you just do still 38 hour week too. You know, you don't do an 80 hour week or whatever, you know, like they don't see all that little stuff, and you tell them, and they still don't understand, you know. Um, it's a big,
1: yeah. big job, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even getting my head around this, you know, the AccuAir setup and how to put all the like the hours I've spent on YouTube, I can't charge my customer for that. No, like, no that's, no. Yeah, you that's can't. yeah, that's me learning this skill that I'll use for the next few builds and for my own build. And so that's all just part of the thing. And, yep. and I mean, who doesn't love sitting, watching YouTube yeah. chassis builds, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unbillable. Some people, some they, people they they charge that out.
2: though. Some people charge that out as research. And, and that's, yeah. that's cool. I, I, I think I would lose, I averaged it out to about 25 grand a job I'd lose just in, if someone else is on the build, me getting involved because everything that goes through the shop, I, got it. obviously, it stops with me, you know, so I've got to check over everything and be there too, which I don't charge for, you know, I I should, but I I just, it's a passion of mine, so, and I don't want builds to go stupid price either, like, I don't want them to be, I don't want to build million dollar cars, no way in the world. I don't think
0: people understand the hours in builds, do you know what I mean? Like, I I think some of these rod shows in America where they build, they build a truck or a car in, 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 you know, two half an hour episodes, and you know, the bolting up the bonnet and, and you just see, you know, they've got it all lined up and gapped and everything perfect in sort of five minutes. But it's probably taken those guys all day yeah. to get that. And I think a lot of a lot of people may think that that's what it should take. Yeah, you know, like do. yeah
2: I, get, I get customers in that say, oh, can I, if I drop a car can I get back in two months? But I want it the same as a 57. I'm like, no, nah, mate, two years. <laughs> <clears throat> like it's a it's a bloody big job, you know. Like you hand make
0: hand making so much stuff. Um, when you look at the cab over; it's a forty nine cab on a nineteen eighty chassis. We had to make the hinges with, for that. All hinges. The, hinges for it. the bottom And two thousand and fifteen SS Commodore running gear. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, yeah. it's it's three generations of vehicles. Yeah. Into one, mm. and not one bracket, nothing. No. Fit. Like yeah. you can't just buy a cab now. In The guards, yeah, just
2: yeah, the inner guards yeah, had to be all yeah, handmade. Yeah, so you didn't get any water splash
1: on yeah. motors and cool. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and that's where, you know, it, I've said this I think a couple of times on the podcast, but when I first, you know, say four or five years ago, when I first started getting involved in this and I was planning to build my truck, I'd look at guys who've, you know, they've put a cab on a HQ chassis and they were running the HQ running gear. And, and I used to think, you know, oh, that's a bit silly. It's not for me. But the more I do this, I think, that's so smart because
2: <laughs> re, re <re-boarding> and <laughs> yeah. chassis is the best. Like the best thing Dean and Robin did was get that C30 chassis. That's, yeah, that's just yep. perfect. Like everything was sweet, and it's built like a truck. Then you know, so we, we we put a tow bar on this too, so I could tow with it or, or put load, load on or whatever. You know, so
1: um and it makes it easy for the engineer because he says definitely. yeah sure yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: Definitely. yeah
1: that's a factory item no problem yep. we know what its towing capacity yep. is we definitely. know what it's you know gvm is whatever it is and
2: yeah, yeah but no, everything absolutely. worked out good even the gearing in the diff to the motor, mm. everything mm. everything just line yeah, everything up. was pretty yeah. good like you get lucky with stuff and some stuff works good and some stuff is, is a bit tricky but, mm. but yeah. has that got a 14 bolt in the rear it's got the stock Dana in it yeah right? just a stock c30 yeah. diff yeah so yeah, With the yeah. floating, it's got the floaters because it's got the jewelies and stuff. But um, but yeah, just all stock control arms. We just modified them for the airbags, obviously, and all that sort of stuff. So,
1: but yeah, it's all. Yeah, I've done. I've done the same with my. Mine's the same. I've got all um. Well, it was C twenty, um, ifs that oh, yeah. I got the C the C thirty um calipers. Oh for. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and then I've, I've cut the bottom of the lower arm out and you know sort of welded in for the bags and, yeah. and done all the stuff there so yeah it's um yes yeah, it's, it's a lot of work and because and i want mine to sit on the ground yeah that's um, it yeah see, see Dean, then you've got to do chassis notches and all sorts Dean's of things like so.
2: oh, i want to single lay sills and i'm like yeah you can do that but we're just gonna have to change your whole door structure your inner mm-hmm. inner cab structure it was gonna add probably you know a few months to the build which mm-hmm. is is cool but um you know it just depends on what look you're going for you know it, i always get customers Oh, how much for an airbag job that's what they say just an airbag job and i'm like how low you want to go yeah it's how much you got to cut like see so if, if you got to start moving tubs up and cutting floors up and all that sort of stuff and front tubs it just adds weeks of work you know like if you want to do everything so it clears and go as long as you can then, then sleep there's a
0: catch for us too because we wanted the floor low yeah, on the floor height the tray. Yeah, we wanted the yeah. tray, Michael, floor we wanted the floor of the tray as low as possible. So my tubs were a bit like stuck out more on the tray. So and to put
2: stuff in the tray yeah. easier than mm. going up too high as well. So
1: So it's a happy sort of medium. Yeah. You just gotta park it in the long grass.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 But I, I like the <laughs> height it sits at. I think it's a bit of a classy height for the for the era of the build um for the color and what they achieved I, I actually like cars I love I love slam cars don't get me wrong like I'm building my wife a GMC truck at the moment and it's nearly laying running boards mm-hmm. as well but see some cars I even like them up a little bit because they start looking a bit broken that's just a personal preference for me like that's why the 57 and the HK we we've done it about sixty seventy 70 off the ground so it's got that stance when it lays out but but obviously for height wise, because you run out of bags pretty quick, depending on if you do cantilever or not, um, height wise as well. Um, especially if you're running a shockwave, you've run out of trouble
0: real quick. Yeah, like real, if you yeah. if you
2: went on the ground, with a shockwave at full height, full pressure in your bags, which would ride like shit, you'd be at about 120 or 30 off the ground, which is it's out insane. of control. Yeah, it's stupid. Okay. So so to run at a nice PSI and a comfy ride, you'd have to be cruising 70 north the ground. Um, that's obviously why you wouldn't go a shockwave mm. in that aspect. Mm. You'd run a bellow bag, but, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got SS8s in the back of mine, so they're massive. Yeah,
2: so. same as Zen same <laughs> Robbins. They got, they got RE8s the whole way around, front end, yep. yeah. So. Yeah,
1: yep, that's the idea. Yeah, a big bag. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, um, the height thing,
2: like I think the Suburban at the moment, we've
1: got SS6s in the back, but I think we might end up putting 7s yeah, in just to get sevens. that little they're, bit extra. will ride
2: right better with 7s too so so you you'll get a lower pit because obviously the lower the psi the better the car ride. so if you if you put 20 psi in the rear that's going to be nice you just need a good shock to accommodate it you know so um that's why i always think about it anyway Is low when you're running a high pressure it's just like rigid you know so yep yeah Yeah, awesome
1: well look anything else you want to add guys because i mean Amazing build. We'll post up some pics, and I know you're doing a fair bit of social media stuff yourself, but, um, you oh, know, from... Might,
2: they might change the wheels eventually. They, they'll yeah, They're getting some steelies and painting them with, with dog dishes, which which will change the truck up again, and mm. at least you'll have that option to change just, you know, sort of a simple bolt on. The same with the canopy. It'll I sort of change the, the whole truck. truck. Yeah, I reckon yeah. with
0: the box truck, Yeah, with the box on the back of the steelies, Yeah, I think it be a whole, complete different look. Yeah. Definitely, and I'm glad he went
2: brown trim too. I love the brown trim with the brown wood on the tray and stuff. It looks it looks mm. good.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, it's the classic situation that the trucks
2: never really finished, is mm. it? No, not really. They always evolve a little yeah. bit, But yeah. yeah, through the years, but not nothing too major. Major, nah. Just, it's only cosmetic yeah, little things, wheels and stuff.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I I love I love what you've done with it, and um, and I look forward to seeing it in the flesh. Um. I know that my wife and I are overdue for a trip up the coast because, um, her family are all in Brisbane. So we get up there quite a oh, bit. Yeah, nice. I've, I've lived in Coulomb for six summers. So I know the area pretty well. Yeah. And, right.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's my shop's only 15 minutes away from their shop. So, which, which is handy, um, too, because I, even for other jobs, I buy a lot of stuff off them. And hmm. most of the time they like, even my wife's truck, I'm like, I called up Ben, um, last week and I'm like, Oh, just some bolts for a bonnet hinge you know, the, the the ones with the sh- shoulder on them. And, and he's like, Hey, I got them. And I'm like, yeah, oh, sweet. And just stuff like that. It's just handy to be able to get, get it some of that stuff when you need it, which is nice.
1: Yeah, totally. I think, you know, when I finish a, a build, half the bolts have come from Bunnings to start with. Yeah. You've got to, <laughs> then you've got to go and do your order of all your yep. all your correct high tensile stuff yeah, and yeah. redo all the bolts in the whole vehicle. Yeah, that's what
2: we do. We, we have job books on all builds. So we every time we strip a car down for paint, we write down every bolt we need. Because so I, I usually like to use all like cap head allen key or button head allen key bolts. And I'm just a bit fussy when it comes to that sort of stuff. But um, but yeah, then you get it all organized then. So you get it all happening.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that. Uh, every build you do, you learn and you, you create knowledge to do the next yep. one a bit easier for yourself and, yep. and all that sort of stuff. So yep. no, that's yeah. fantastic. Cool. So, um, Chris, if people do want to get in contact with you, I mean, you've got a Facebook page. Yeah, just just Facebook
2: private message or Instagram or even email. um, Because I actually work during the day, like I I don't sit in the office. um, So I come in, we start at five in the morning. So I do my paperwork before we start work or whatever I need to do. And then I go out the floor and work. So I don't really like doing sitting in an office too much. But yeah so i can't really hear my phone sometimes when we got four sanders or grinders and hammers going all day i can't hear it anyway to Mm -hmm. be honest like it's very rare when i got earplugs in all day but but yeah best bet would be to to email or or to um go on facebook or whatever and yeah
1: excellent and obviously you know everyone listening to this podcast is in the classic pickups and um dean robin and ben are are our number one go-to source for um for the U.S. parts for the the Fords and Chev trucks. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and thank you guys. I mean, you know, you've been supporters of the show from the start, and um, and I think that what what you do for our industry is fantastic. And you know, I I often comment, you know, guys like, oh, I tried to get this thing out of the states, and it, you know, had a blah blah blah, and shipping's this much, and I'm like, you know, we have an Aussie business that has this stuff probably on the shelf, you know, and mm. and. And often, I think people think they can get stuff cheaper yes. yeah. by getting it themselves overseas, never- un- until they have their shipping yeah. cost, and then they've got their taxes yes. at
0: the yeah. docks, and it all adds up. Yes. And it's damage too, Michael. Do you know what I mean? Like, you get if we, if we get something in for someone and it's damaged, well, you yes. know, we replace it. Or if it's wrong, you know, they send us something for a different model. You know, you have that protection of that because it's very hard to send stuff back to the states. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And, you know, so you've got that. Absolutely. I don't think I'll ever bring in a container by myself again. I did it once yeah. with a 53 Ford and a, and a um, 69 Chev truck and a Brookville Roadster for some of my mates. And I organised everything, did everything. I'm like, nah. Never was, again. I'll pay someone to do it. Like, seriously? The, the man stress bullshit. of it. Oh, yeah. it was crazy organising all the cars yeah. and, and and all the stuff over yeah. here. I'd just rather say, when it's ready to pick up, call me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come get it. I'll come and get it. i thought i was doing the right thing saving some money but i I don't reckon it did actually personally so no not not by the time
1: you go through all the paperwork and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah i i bring steel in from china um my my business i make spherical fire pits yeah okay yeah and um yeah the first few times i sort of dealt with a bit of stuff myself and then i even drove to melbourne you know to pick them up from the docks with a trailer and and now it's just like it all goes through one business. Yeah. And I don't just I just, up. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. drop it at my door and I'll pay the money because it's yeah. the amount of time and effort and energy yeah. you put into that sort of stuff can oh, be a nightmare. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, yeah, thanks again guys. Yeah, um, pleasure. Thanks. Pleasure, Michael.
3: Thanks, Michael.
1: No, it's fantastic. Getting good work to up chat. buddy. Yeah, it was good to talk Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and uh, this'll this'll come out in a couple of weeks. Got a couple lined up, actually got a really good episode with Peter Lamb from Melamotive. Oh yeah, I know Peter. Um, he's he's a good dude. Yeah. He
2: does he he's done some cool shit.
1: Yeah, so it. and and he puts on what we're talking about. He puts on those workshops. Yeah, where you can yeah, go to and do spawn courses
2: and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And and we were just chatting about um, even just some more simpler, you know, like putting a patch panel in and, and yeah. how to do basic body dolly work and that sort of thing, which is, you know, like a lot of our home builders, you know, you go and buy a patch panel and I don't want to put you guys out of business here, Dean and Robin, but you know, you don't have to buy a corner patch panel if you've got a couple of basic tools, you could make mm. one. So yeah. that there's a bit of a balance as to, you know, I think quite often stuff can be fixed a lot easier. Um, if you're prepared to just put the legwork in, you know?
2: Yeah. It just depends how much time you got. See, I, I like to. I, I used all their patch panels in this truck, like at the bottom corners and stuff, even, even if they need a little bit of tweaking, I still find it's quicker. Um, to, to do that, so yeah. but that's just my opinion, you know, and, and obviously if it's, if the customer's paying you to do it, you you want to do the quickest and nicest job you can in the time frame, you know, like not not everyone wants to do that, but yeah, if you're at home, and you just want to tinker and do that, that's that's fine. But, yeah.
1: yeah, and especially like you know, for me, I. I'm a patina guy so you know if you've got a patina truck and it's got a bashed in rear guard yeah you want you got to keep that guard because yeah. it matches the rest of the yeah. truck so That's you are right. you, yeah, you, know, I you gotta... to be
2: like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. the, the, so the bonnet on my wife's truck I've spent 60 hours at home on it oh, have you people just like it's mind blowing getting it to fit nice yeah. and welding the box section around the back so it didn't have just a sheet edge and shaping it and Getting it to fit right, and they someone else cut the it was Just it's a mess. It's a big job. Yeah, doing the same What thing. What year's the GMC? It's a '48. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. an Australian one actually, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. But my wife bought it with her super money. She's always wanted to pick up. So, um, but yeah, it's a pain in the ass because the doors are different, and <laughs> I've got to make a door which I can make myself. But I don't really want to spend two days making. I'd rather just be able to get something, more quite and gap it or whatever. But anyway, I, I think I'm going to have to just make it that
0: you're doing it, it for is, the wifey. It right? is what
2: it is. But it's annoying.
1: You, you should be able to find an Aussie chef door. Yeah,
2: I, I did get a hold of one um, down on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. I and mean, we had three sets. But um, but yeah, you always you don't know until you're looking at it. How bad it is it could come and it'd be worse than the door. i can got yeah, he's,
0: um, there's always that to know when you ask someone for a second hand you say to him, mate, is it repairable mm. oh god yeah, no, yeah it's, mate, it's repairable it's no easy. worries and you get it and it's like it's yeah. ruined like it, it's because not but in those doors idea.
2: they they use the sound deadening in it, like stock and it's like i don't even know what it's called it's like a, it's like an old school dynamite i suppose yeah, I, yeah. I don't know yeah. but, but right. yeah that's, that's why i was that's why i was fully rusted behind so it looked all right when i bare metaled it, but then it was just fully <laughs> holes through the whole thing so,
1: yeah. yeah i i've got a set of doors that would fit that but i'm I'm hoarding them because no. I want to, I want to build a dual cab and oh. you need, you need six doors to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> that uh... That's
3: the thing, Michael, if, if, if you've got that particular truck and it's a right hand drive and you've got some spare doors, you're not going to part with those doors. Mm.
0: But um, then they're worth drug money too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, you might find some secondhand parts and then you say, Oh mate, mate, what, you know, what do you want for that grill? Oh, a thousand. You know, like uh, $1,000, <laughs> you can't, you can't buy them. So yeah, you know, it seems, then you got to spend uh, 20 hours getting it right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Even
1: with, I've got this 48 Ford F1 truck that I've just brought in and that unfortunately I have to sell cause it took so long. I've got other projects happening and you know, and I advertise that and I had people just tell me, Oh, you know, you're dreaming for that price. And I was like, mate, you try and buy something in America yeah. and then mm-hmm. ship it to the docks and then ship it to here. And and land it for under 20 grand it's almost impossible
0: no, now yep.
3: you can't yeah so.
0: but he's the same bike that has spent one hundred and eighty thousand on a dirty old land cruiser mm. You, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no. do you know what i mean to spend another forty thousand getting it to to be a good forward well, why ride? does anyone have to even say that in the comment
2: if you if it's too dear you just go you think in your head that's dear why do you have to write it down yeah exactly you don't need to do that yeah you just go if it's too good dear, you're dear, good on it if they want to pay buy. if someone wants to pay that great move they on. don't want to do because no, because
1: <laughs> facebook is designed for trolls oh, yeah. yes 100 yes. yeah. yeah. percent.
2: Yeah. michael that's yeah.
3: that's not unusual we often you know have fellas ring up and they they've picked up a cab for say three thousand dollars and that in their mind like
1: they got a bargain they, yeah. they've mm-hmm. got a
3: bargain and they're going to have that going painted for 25 grand and yeah. that just it's, that's just unrealistic that's just not going to happen because
0: they painted a car in 1982. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and, and they painted it for $3,000. They got the trim done for $600. Got one. Yeah. And then now, you know, 40, 50 years later, he wants to do another one and has no idea that, you know, shits there, shit's there now. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. You know, but the funny you know, thing I, is, Michael, you, you'll get a guy that will, will mine and grown paying, you know, $200, $250 for a chrome bumper, which the sale numbers are very low worldwide. Um, you know to buy a land cruiser front plastic bummer ball for to, a two more, out Camry, yeah. you know, it's like two and a half grand. It's, it's so, like, you know,
2: like it's like I get people coming in with land cruisers and they're like, Yeah, I just spent 35 grand on the suspension and it still drives like a box. <laughs> and you just go, Fucking, You don't want to spend the money here, I'm like, yeah. you don't want to even spend the money on this, but yeah. you spend 35 grand on suspension. Yeah, you don't even get on the grass with yeah. just a <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and and the difference too obviously is that these vehicles are holding their value um although having said that right now land cruisers are also oh, waiting oh, but um yeah, everything's you know that that's going to change in a few oh, years definitely, yeah, back yeah. to what they're worth yeah. but yeah no it's um it's fine i mean i i spoke to a couple of different builders and you know we, we've thrown this rough number of 60 grand for parts and i think it's yeah. It's not far off being you know depending what your build is but you know by the time you buy an engine mm-hmm. you might buy an independent front end to put in it then you've got to do all the you know your bits and pieces but yeah, everything motor. that you don't think about you know the wiring loom costs this yep. much the mm-hmm. you know just a thousand parts that mm-hmm. all cost money and and then you see a truck for sale for 40 grand mm-hmm. on facebook and no one's touching it i'm like my god that is so yeah. much better value than yeah, building something. Build
2: something oh definitely yeah yeah people yeah, don't so. understand like if, if you want it all to be reliable and run like it's a lot of money in motor mm-hmm. gearbox and diff even like some of the diffs that I put in cars most of them are over nine green yeah for a full floater 35 spine it's all the cars that work at stupid power and stuff they were 1000 horsepower and stuff but but yeah and the laws up here we need floaters with big offset rooms and stuff but um but yeah it's, but it's, you're it's, already it's, building it's,
0: something yourself isn't it you're but you mean, don't want I stuff get... to break though yeah. that's
2: the thing I'd rather spend the money on yeah. something that's good mm. and. You can abuse it as much as you want. Do whatever you want to do and it won't break. That's that's the beauty. Um of spending the money on something quality. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's not a cheap sport,
1: but it's it's fun and you know, I mean you can you can do it well, cheap's not the right
0: word, but you can do it um at a reasonable Oh, you definitely can. Well it's the only sort of sport you can do. I mean, if you spend eighty grand on a truck or car or a hundred or two hundred, there's a likelihood you're gonna you get your money back on that or maybe a bit more. And and as years roll on you know, if if you spent 150 on a build, and it might be worth only 100 today, still but in five it. years time, it's going to be worth that, you know, what I mean, yeah. like, you you're enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Well. yeah. You know, yeah. I, mean, I can remember buying F 170 you know, 77 models Effie's for a carton of beer, yeah. and I'd pick them up on my tilt tray. Yeah. And now that same truck now is worth 25 grand that yeah. needs to be fully rebuilt. Like yeah. So, you know it's the only sort of hobby you can have that it's sort of in some ways a bit of an investment mm-hmm. i've seen so many guys over the years have cars and they've gone up in value and they've actually sold them for a deposit for a house yeah you know so you know it's not a bad hobby no i'd
2: way rather be doing this than anything else i don't fish i don't fly kites i don't have a, <laughs> yeah, I don't have. A, i don't have another <laughs> hobby i don't go surfing i like, skate with the kids a bit or whatever but all I do is go home and build cars, mm. go to work and build cars. <laughs> look at cars when I'm on Instagram. <laughs> it's
1: a sickness. Pretty,
2: pretty much. much a
0: sickness, Michael. But
2: <laughs> like my, my Instagram, my missus is like, you're pretty lame, man. <laughs> you don't have any, you do have any chicks.
0: You don't you just follow car builds. And I'm like, yeah, pretty I, much it. I had a fella the other day, ask me for some, to see some photos of the cab over. And, mm. and I think there was like three photos oh. of Robbie. Yeah, thousand. You know, there was a couple of photos of the family all together, and then the rest of it was just hundreds, hundreds of photos of cars yeah, and trucks. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah I got, I got to get smart now with my phone and my organising the categories because the amount of photos I take customers a week is mind blowing. Like, I got to put it in their own little thing, or I'll lose it. It'll be gone in the twenty thousand photos.
0: It's like your mates yeah. has his, his, his um. The photo on the phone when you turn it on, he's got his wife and kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I open mine up, it's got my truck on it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, look at his, and you go, oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe my priorities are wrong. <laughs> maybe my
2: priorities are
1: wrong. What's know. your, Robin? What's your screensaver?
3: It's nothing actually, Michael. No, is it? no. 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 I'm, I'm pretty. i after spending all day talking oh, on, on the phone, phone yeah, think, I yeah. really avoid getting onto my phone, Michael. I yeah. I, but ben runs our social media. Like I'm not, I'm not right up with the social media side of things. So my,
0: right, Robbie hasn't got up the concept that a mobile phone is actually mobile. <laughs> you can oh, take it with you, it. Tell me you, can about it. you sort of people that leaves it at home. <laughs> let, just you know, just doesn't, and you can ring it ten times, and and then three hours later she'll get home and go, oh, I missed a call. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. She did.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> my my wife has got this magic thing where she puts it on silent yeah. at night and then it never comes off silent yeah, and then forget about it. Like she'll send me a text can you go to the supermarket and get this and so i'll go to the supermarket and then they don't have that exact thing so i'm like i'll give her a ring and see if she's happy with this other thing no it doesn't no. answer and then you get through the checkout and you just get in the
0: car and then she rings yeah, yeah. and the bit you've got is wrong yeah, yeah oh absolutely yeah. it's not right <laughs> why did you get that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, good fun. All right. Well, we, um we could probably just talk shit for hours. Yeah, we, we, all have to go. Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: we all have to go to work. Yeah. It's Monday morning. And um, yeah, but no, Chris, nice to chat yeah. to you, and, have a, you and, and meet you. And yeah. um, yeah, Dean and Robin, congratulations once again on, yeah. on an awesome build. Um, you know, putting your money where your mouth is and, yeah. and proving that, you know, your products work and, and I think it's going to be great for the business to to have it on the road Yeah, well, good on you Michael. Thanks, thank you, Michael. you and
0: mate when you when you're up here give us a, give us a ring and we'll come up
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah no, look forward to catching up and yeah long overdue for a bit of sunshine
0: yeah oh um, we are
2: too yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's been the rain shine coast
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well it's been the wet season hasn't it yeah yeah
2: it's been wetter than yeah. usual but yeah
1: Absolutely. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. See you, soon. See
0: See
2: you. Bye.
1: Bye. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email Pickup podcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day, even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket, you'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.